Welcome to the Fantasy Comic League podcast, your source for statistical-based reviews of your favorite characters from comics, movies, and television. Visit FantasyComicLeague.com for more ways to support the league and follow us on your favorite social media platform. Oh, God damn. So there's going to be a lot of me doing this that I'm going to have to edit out of our recording. Okay. So what are we going to talk about here? Talk about the multiverse? Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to talk about Dr. Strange. We're going to talk about Dr. Strange and Moon Knight. About- no, I don't know if I have a full episode's worth of Moon Knight and me. Uh, no, we don't. I don't think there's a lot to say. So I figured we would just touch upon it in the beginning, especially because there's a way we'll tie it into the whole other theme that we're going to have here, which is Mother's. Because Moon Knight apparently has a really messed up mom. That was a really sad episode of Moon Knight. Was it? I didn't really feel any emotions. <laughs> well, you're, de- you're dead inside. So I guess it also relates to Wanda and how... Yeah, because like, they did that so much better in WandaVision. Well, of course they did. But watching that episode of Moon Knight and then all this stuff with Wanda and her two boys, I just kept thinking, I'm like, I wonder how Lynette is viewing this stuff, you know, being a mom of two boys and how awful it would be if you know one of those boys in moon knight uh specifically like so mark's brother died when he was a little kid they revealed in the i guess the second to last episode and that is what i guess caused his uh split his first split in his personalities um and steven to appear i thought that was a nice despite it being a very tragic origin of it. I thought it, they told that pretty well about where Steven came from and why Steven came around. Basically, Steven became the personality that got abused. Steven didn't get abused. He created Steven to have somebody who wasn't abused. But I thought, like, that when the mom came in to abuse him, isn't that when Steven's personality came out? I'm thinking more of when Mark like told him later in that episode or whatever, maybe the next one where he's like, I created you to have somebody who didn't have this. Cause remember why would Steven be the personality that was abused? Steven is the one that keeps thinking he's talking to his mother. That's true. Yeah. Maybe Steven doesn't have any memory of this. So Steven may have been birthed then, but that was Mark. Mark was the one that was abused. Right. And he wanted I... Steven to be innocent. Yeah. That makes more sense. That was pretty tragic situation like i don't like there's an awful morbid way to start the episode but like how would you respond if one of your kids killed the other one not necessarily killed them because but mark didn't involved? kill his yeah like i mean you should watch you should watch hereditary because that's basically the premise of hereditary oh that would just be so terrible it's so much better than moon knight in every way yeah but I mean, like, clearly I wouldn't beat that other kid, you know? I mean, you can't really blame the other kid for something like that. Sure, but I could very easily see a world in which you said the wrong thing to that kid. Yeah. Because of it. And you did all kinds of psychological damage because of that. Like, that yeah. seems more reasonable than killing him or yeah. beating him. His mom, his mom beat him, right? Yeah. So she's not in the running for mother of the year. Um, I would say, but what did what did what did you think of Moon Knight overall? I think you said you were pretty disappointed in it. Yeah. Um, okay, so when we started, 
Okay, first off, let's do some preamble. Created by Jeremy Slatter, who did Umbrella Academy, which I think is one of the best superhero shows ever created. I'm actually rewatching Umbrella Academy right now. Okay. It's so good. And I don't understand how this guy went on to do Moon Knight. Because like every musical montage and Umbrella Academy is so perfectly well shot, so perfectly timed. Everything about it is amazing. And then with Moon Knight, we had three songs before the before 10 minutes of the show was in. And none of them really had any impact. And they kept going back to that one song over and over, just dragging every bit of emotion and life out of it. Ooh. You know that? Every day I wake up. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. I'm like, I was so tired of that song by the but time he, that, that show was over. Develop the show? Did he write the show? Like, because I thought it was, who was the guy that directed it? It wasn't Slattery or whatever you're saying. No, it wasn't him. There's two people that created it. I thought Jeremy Slatter was one of them, and then there's the other guy. So maybe that wasn't Slattery's decision. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the other talented guy involved in Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy. Oh, I was saying maybe it wasn't his decision on Moon Knight. Oh no, I'm saying. No, what I'm saying is maybe the guy on Moon Knight, not Slattery, but this one director or whatever, the guy that. Yeah, but his name is Slatter, not Slattery. Whatever, Slatter, Splatter. Who cares? I don't care about creators. Slatter, like it's not coming out of your nose. Yeah. Um, like I don't get how you go from. What is arguably one of the best uses of music and superhero project ever to Moon Knight, where you're just throwing so much shit in there. Right. And then, you know, what's crazy. There's so much music in that first episode. And then it like doesn't really come back again for like multiple episodes. So there's it's so tonally inconsistent. Yeah. And also, I've been waiting for a Moon Knight show for a while. And having Stephen Grant be the lead was a choice. And I don't think it was a good one. It made it too lighthearted. Like, I'm sorry, but Moon Knight is not a light, funny character. Well, I was about to say, but we're talking about Marvel and everything has to be pretty lighthearted for Marvel. But Does I think it? The, I mean, we just watched the, Doctor Strange. Yeah, I think the multiverse kind of turned that on its head. Yeah, because Doctor Strange is, my kids are not seeing Doctor Strange anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, Mohamed Diab was the, the direct. lead director. Okay. Yeah. And you know, I actually, I liked him quite a bit because he's the one that pushed for so much like authentic Egyptian representation. Right. In it. And he, he's constantly said, he's like, I hate how Egypt is portrayed in every project outside of ours because in Hollywood, they just treat it like it's this mythical, magical place. Yeah. And he wanted it to be more than that. And I think that's one of the strengths of the show. What was I watching the other? I started watching The Mummy the other night. At nighttime, and all Fraser I was thinking, or the other one, uh, Fraser, not the horrible yeah. Tom Cruise one. And all I kept thinking was about how this dude was talking about how Egypt's portrayed and, and you know, Hollywood and stuff like that. Um, I really liked, I don't know what episode number it was, but I liked that one when they're going through Cairo and they're on the boat, and you see how like colorful and and like bright and all the music and stuff around. I thought that was a really cool look at Egypt, and it made me think. I, I assume so. The boat that they were on, were they were they on the Nile? Like not Maybe. necessarily that'd be a good parallel for that'd be a good parallel for what happened later with the other boat. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, but that made me look up uh, Egypt because I was like, does the Nile actually run like right through Cairo and 
and it does. And the Nile is huge. So I assume that was the Nile they were supposed to be on. Probably. Uh, one of the things I really like in the first episode, that little girl that Steven's talking to. Yeah. And he like corrects her. And he talks about that field of flowers or wherever. That's where Mark ends up at the beginning of episode six. He's in that field. I was like, oh, that's a cool. There are little things that they do well, like the hippo is a stuffy when we first see her and it sets her up later for it. Like there are, like I said, it's so totally inconsistent. There are things they do well, but then there are things they do poorly. I was actually very curious to see how people who had uh, disassociative, disassociative identity disorder felt about Moon Knight. Because I thought it was a really bad portrayal of it, but everything I've actually been reading is the opposite. They say it's a really good, like it's obviously dramatized, but like the instances in which personalities take over caused by high stress. And there's often that confusion when you come out of it. And they said they did a really good job of portraying that in the show. So I guess kudos to Moon Knight for that. Into the Night, um, Into the Night, Moon Knight uh, podcast. Those people, I see their Facebook page. And there's a lot of people, there's maybe like two uh, members of that group that have DID and they comment on it a lot in there and give their thoughts on it. So that was a really interesting read. Like I read a bunch of their posts about how they view uh, DID being represented and they seem to be okay with it. I think the ones, I think the one, the biggest question was that time when Mark and Steven split in the afterlife or whatever and then Stephen falling off and then Mark's heart suddenly balancing was kind of like a questionable thing where they're like, well, that makes it seem like he's not really balanced as long as that other personality is around, which could be kind of insensitive. But could I think- be kind of insensitive, but on a, also kind of truthful. Like it's hard to be balanced when you have two personalities. Well, I think that's what- more. I think that's what these- these people were saying is like no you can be balanced as long as your personalities are in alignment and balanced with one another and i think that's where the show gets by the end right and i think that's what they said it's like we need to see what the follow-up is to that episode like how they actually respond to that and i think that's what they said well i think didn't mark say like i need you but we didn't get any meaningful time spent with that one line is not a meaningful thing. And also, it's all bullshit because Jake is in there. So how could you be balanced with Steven dying and then just having Jake, which is like all of his rage? You're still not balanced. Like the right. show, the show doesn't work because they tried so hard to tease Jake, but not tease him in a meaningful way to the plot. Right. So like there's just so many, there's so many problems with Moon Knight. Like people compare it to the first Iron Man. And I see that comparison, but you know, the first Iron Man isn't even like, I think it's in my bottom four. So <laughs> I started watching that with Parker the other night. I want to wrap up Moon Knight. What did you think about uh, the final, the final battle? Cause I, I actually really liked how they had Cold Shoe yeah. and Ahmet like larger than life figures, like fighting, fighting in the background. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really cool use for it. And it's a good thing to do when you don't have a massive budget. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, I guess they had a massive budget, but it was much wider spread. The final fight was the only time I was actually invested in this show mm-hmm. because I thought I thought it was a good like as far as finales go, this might be my favorite MCU show finale. Right. But that's also based on how little I cared about 
everything else. Because we, before we touch on the finale, I got to say, episode four, the ending, and episode five was just a really shitty take of Legion. Yeah. Like To the point, they are literally taking visual cues from the Legion TV show. But there's no, there's no, it's not the same level of thought. It's not the same level of brilliance. And that was when he wakes up and is in the asylum. What's, is there a proper word for a mental asylum institute? I don't know if that's risky word notice. But like the finale was good. And I really liked that they introduced the first Egyptian superhero. Yeah. Scarlet Scarab. Is that what they called her? I don't know if we've seen such an original take on so many like uh, pre-established characters like Arthur Harrow and Scarlet Scarab Scarab and Moon Knight since like Guardian because like the Guardians characters in the movies are not the Guardian characters in the comics. And these are very much not the Moon Knight, the Scarlet Scarab and the Arthur Harrow we get in the comics. I liked their take here on Scarlet Scarab. I thought that made, made sense. Like, okay, this girl has been around like sure let her be this character that if anybody's telling you that they care about scarlet scarab in the comics then they're lying like that's a character that is totally fine being sure, switched up and given to scarlet scarab if her fucking avatar is the hippo of the dead <laughs> she wanted to be a big like, hippo moon hero. makes sense Conchu is the god of the moon and he has a night of vengeance so why is the scarlet scarab the hippo of the dead's god or avatar Sure doesn't make sense. It's got so many problems, but it's also harmless. Like, I don't hate it. I just don't like it really at all. I like it. I thought the final battle thing, just going back to, I guess, the Scarlet Scarab thing. I also saw people complaining that, what is her name? Layla? That Layla pretty much took over the whole show. And Moon Knight was kind of just a bit player in his own show, which I don't agree with. I think Layla was a good supporting character. I don't think she overshadowed him at all. I thought she was given a lot of awkward material, like yeah. kind of falling for um, Stephen while being then, Mark's wife. And I was like, I don't. That makes sense, I, though. It does make sense, but it's not given time, you know? No. It just kind of awkwardly happens a couple of times. Yeah. What was what that? Six episodes? Yeah. Why are they only doing six episode shows? I get Kevin Feige said a show will be as long as it needs to be. I guess I get that, but. Uh, none of these shows have been as long as they need to be. Everyone's had a rush piece of shit finale. And that, I guess, takes me to my next question for you. What do you think is the best show still so far? Division, because it's so great in the beginning, even yeah. if it becomes ho-hum in the finale. Right. And I think, like, I think the key to that was, is like, none of these other shows really have had people talking about it or speculating about it the way that WandaVision did after the end of each episode. And you can say that was annoying and detrimental where everybody was like, oh my gosh, Mephisto and stuff like that. But like that, like the whole point of like a show, shows like these, I feel is to get people to like talk and be like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? And like come up with theories and stuff. And I haven't seen that same sort of excitement about any of the other shows. Like, I don't think people are sitting there, like, rushing to find out, like, what was happening in Moon Knight in the next episode. No. Well, it's because it was such a generic story. We knew what was happening. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Maybe Hawkeye. Hawkeye just seems the most cohesive, you know? Like, it never soars to amazing heights, but it never reaches lows, you know? Right. It's just very average. Not yeah. Average. I feel like better that... than average. And that had the it same... That helped a lot. Same problem, I feel, when nobody was really talking about Hawkeye. Like on Everybody a weekly talking basis. about Elena. Yeah. 
it was i would definitely rank moon knight maybe third you know and that's mainly because of the actual moon knight action that we got in it there could have been more moon knight for me exactly i want moon knight show i don't want whatever this was yeah they picked a they picked a weird direction to take moon knight so just a background here everybody we're joined by ray uh, from Into the Night Moon Night podcast, among other things, because um, you're definitely you have your hands on a lot of stuff these days, and you're making all sorts of appearances. We recorded a Doctor Strange episode, which had Moon Knight at the beginning of it, and you know, after realizing that that was going to be about you know an hour and fifteen minute long episode <laughs> or so, I was like, you know what, let me just pull this sixteen minute Moon Knight discussion out of the beginning. Mm -hmm. and give it its own episode and who better to join me to flesh that episode out than than mr moon knight himself <laughs> um so it's great to great to have you on the show uh, and hopefully you can give me some more insight in our moon knight character review um why don't you give us a spiel about about your moon knight love and your your community real quick before we get into it ray yeah sure uh look yep i, I think you've said it all Brian, a uh, big Moon Knight fan, um, had to uh, start a podcast and a community in order to find other Moon Knight fans. But thankfully now with the TV show uh, and the the heavyweights like Oscar Isaac involved in it, uh, Moon Knight's been you know, exposed a lot more, which is great. It's, it's, it's good to, to meet newer fans as well. Um, but yeah, just do a, a Moon Knight podcast into the night. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've been following it since the 90s. Um, the Moon Knight, I started off with Mark Spector, Moon Knight. Uh, it was a 60 issue run uh, from the late 80s to the, to the 90s. Did you say, sorry, uh, and did you say 60 or 16? 60 60 so okay. that's a decent run the, yeah well back in the days they did you know good yeah. old 50 60 100 plus runs so yeah. moon knight got it uh which is great and uh, yeah just um really enjoy the character for, for what he is is very complex uh, and uh there's a lot that you could do with his writing and i, I love the diversity of of storytelling from the different writers throughout his whole kind of canon from the, the 70s all the way to the present. Uh, there's always something new brought to the table. And you can even say that has happened with the TV show as well. We always get different kind of versions of him and whether or not that's your kind of thing or not. Uh, you know, everyone's got their own those tastes, but I love the the complexity and the multifacetedness of, of Moon Knight. So how did you uh, feel about the show? Spoiler, not to anybody who listened to the first 16 minutes, but to you, I guess. Uh, Sean was pretty lukewarm on it. I, I enjoyed it. My main takeaway was, you know, I, I wanted a little bit more Moon Knight. You know, it turned mm -hmm. out to be more of like a character study for, you know, uh, Stephen Grant and Mark Spector yes. and the time in the, the cape and all the action was was not as much. But one of the things I said earlier in a previous program was uh, it did feel like one of the first MCU superhero shows because we actually saw a character running around in a cape doing action yeah. where... Where, you know, Scarlet Witch, you didn't really have that. You know, Loki, you didn't really have that. And this was, here's this superhero running across rooftops fighting, you know, dogs of the night, whatever those guys were. Um, <laughs> and yeah. uh, that was a pretty cool aspect of it. But I, I would have liked to have seen seen more of that. Uh, but overall, yep. I, I, I enjoyed it. But, you know, yeah. I, I'm hoping for some more if we get a second season. Oh, me too as well. And the way I see it, I mean, Moon Knight, it was the first TV show 
as you said, like that doesn't have any history with the MCU and you, you have to introduce this character pretty quickly and there's just so much to him. So I would have loved a 10 episode season and we would have gotten more Moon Knight action, but I just think that there was so much to explore and so much to establish with his DID and the, the ties to Egyptian kind of deities. Uh, I mean, you've even, they only touched upon his Jewish background and that's something as well that you could really explore, but they only have so much time. Uh, So I would have loved to have seen more action as well, but I absolutely appreciated the character development. It's one of the, the strongest, I think um, character studies for Mm. for one of the characters in the Marvel MCU. Uh, So yeah, very happy with it. And I see it as an investment because I see, him now established, I so we'll get a lot more action in the movies and Touchwood, another TV season. Yeah, and Oscar Isaac is, you know, he's a big movie star, so mm. it wouldn't be a, a big leap to assume that he could show up in, in Blade or, or some other offshoot Absolutely. movie. Yeah. And he, he said as well, like he, it was the hardest work that he's actually had to put in, the longest hours and, you know, te- technicality wise as well, a lot of things to it but it's the most joy that he's received uh, from working on a project. And he said as well in the, in the documentary assembled, uh, he said, I, I, I don't want this to come the wrong way, but he said, I never would have thought that this project would be the project where I got to flesh out or explore my creativity to the utmost. He's never had that in any of the other projects that he's done uh, to the extent that he had in Moon Knight. So that's very positive to hear, uh, but it's whether or not, He's willing to go through the hard yards again to to, to do it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was he was portraying at least three personalities, you know. Mm. So that, that's that's definitely flexing your acting range there. So that was pretty good. Yeah. And I know I see in your community on Facebook you have a bunch of a couple, I guess, DID systems. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And I, I read some some of their uh, takes on it and followed some of that because you know I was interested in how they viewed it. Overall, they seem like they were okay with it. Does that seem like it came across where the DID was well represented and and they felt good about it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been I've been in close touch with um, we we have a, a fair few of them actually across from Facebook and Discord, and they voice their opinions. And the consensus is for them that uh, apart from the cinematic flourishes and embellishments which they can understand like mm-hmm. for instance for instance the whole talking to the mirror and the reflection is is totally but it's a visual thing you need right. to show show it visually in the medium apart from those little flourishes uh, they said they did a very a, a pretty accurate and respectful um thing so actually more respectful than say accurate i mean th- there were some accurate components to it but the fact that they respected this you know the, the disorder and not right. um yeah not make too many leaps of faith so to speak with how it you know how you could use it um, yeah so yeah that and that's pretty good you know i mean like when you think about it you know you're dealing with some sensitive subjects in that show like yeah. the did and then even the the way egypt is portrayed in this show you know something mm-hmm. that the director said where you know he always wanted to show a good version of egypt not like the stereotype version and and i think they made egypt look look really cool in the show as well yeah they, they kind of <laughs> they kind of botched the Mandarin though. There was a little thing where Ethan Hawke and uh, one of the other actors had to speak some Mandarin and, and Simu Liu uh, called them out and right. said, we don't even know what they're saying. Fair enough. Uh, I love the response from Muhammad Diab, the, the director. And he, he, he just respectfully apologized and said, we'll do better. Uh, apologies. We, you know, we had an expert on set to, to guide us with that, but maybe it just didn't come across. And, right. you know, 
they're going to miss a few things, but uh, on, on the whole, I think it was a very respectful interpretation on portrayal of both uh, Egyptian culture and, and DID. One of the, one of my favorite scenes, speaking about the deities, uh, I really liked the thing I called out in our discussion about it earlier was how they had like the giant kaiju gods, like fighting mm-hmm. in the background of the, the yeah. big finale. That was really sweet. I liked seeing, you know, I'm blanking on other names, of course, but you know, the hippo god, the uh, Amit and Tawaret. Yeah, I thought those all looked really cool and they handled those really well. Yeah, that that, that was great. It was something unexpected, but I don't know, in the back of my mind, you know, with these gods, it was was really fun to see because they didn't have to be colossal and, and gigantic like that. And, you know, the way it was kind of shown... I believe like the public didn't see it. Like right. th- there'll just be like a storm or whatever, like you know, there'll be cars crashing and stuff as Konshu gets pounded by Amit. But I, th- I thought it was really good uh, because that, I mean, there were a couple of things at stake here. There was a, the Harrow versus Moon Knight and Scarlet Scarab. And there was this Amit and Konshu. So uh, yeah, I, I loved it. It was a really strong ending, I would say. But we don't want to, we don't want to take up too much time. I know you're being so- over on a, uh... The Australia time, it's, it's late for you and, and early for me. So the other the other facet I wanted to do here is I wanted you to help me do uh, our Moon Knight character review. And, you know, one of the things we do every now and then, the point of the podcast when we brought it back was to, you know, really define and reevaluate all these powers that we use for the Fantasy Comic League. And every now and then we're going to shine a spotlight on the characters themselves and make sure that we're giving them the proper team affiliations, make sure that they're their top powers that we feature in our our preview estimates really are their top powers. Mm -hmm. Um, So you being the Moon Knight expert, I just want to, you know, run it by you, make sure that what we have sounds about right. And first up, you know, Moon Knight, it looks like we have three main team affiliations for him. We have anti-hero. Would you think Moon Knight's an anti-hero? That makes sense. Uh, Very much the modern Moon Knight, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he he beats the crap out of people. And I think that's, you know, pretty (laughs) anti-heroic. Cosmic and street. Cosmic work. I mean, like he's got all the God stuff and deals with the moon. So. He does. I'd, I'd say if you have to rank those three, Cosmic would definitely be at the bottom there. But he has shown, and fleetingly, I think in the comics, Cosmic connections are definitely street mm-hmm. because, right, um, sure. he, yeah, the current run by Jed McKay has him very street level. He's um, he's no not showcased any any sort of actually well. Do you mean cosmic? Would that kind of encapsulate like deities as well? Or I, I think it would. I mean, Thor is okay. cosmic. He's a god. Um, yeah, cosmic true. That's is the point. Yeah, cosmic is a very. Um, it's an iffy team affiliation. I feel because I feel like we've messed around with the definition of it and expanded. Like we include cosmic as now he's even just different dimensions, not space. Yep. But you know, yes. Doctor Strange is cosmic. You know, he goes to mm-hmm. all these different dimensions. So, so it's really kind of a broad definition of anybody that does non-Earth stuff. Mm-hmm. You no, know, and it doesn't have to be just, you know, the moon. It can be yes. all over the place. I, I definitely think that he does fit in that then though. I mean, I'm just going off the, the current run as well. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of like internal kind of, I guess, travelings or, or communications with Konshu, uh, which could be deemed as, as cosmic. Uh, right. So yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say cosmic's good then. Sure. So I would also say he could qualify for a fourth team affiliation because he has been a secret Avenger. Was he a West Coast Avenger? He was, yeah. So yep. he should have the Avenger tag in there, I would assume, as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I okay, guess so that's that's like in all of history, right? I guess. Right. Sure. I, I have always advocated for the, if you haven't been associated with this 
for a while, then you should lose the team affiliation. But then there's the whole once an Avenger, always an Avenger mantra that they put out there. That's true. No, for sure. Because I was thinking of um, exactly as you say, not being there for a while. And I think recently-ish, like over the last year or two, there was a little kind of interchange with with him being asked whether he wanted to join and apparently he politely declined. So, so right. um, yeah, but yeah, you're right. Once an Avenger, always an Avenger. Uh, but then, I mean, there's also the fact that he uh, he fought the Avengers recently in the Avengers mm-hmm. comic. Oh, that's like a one-off though. You know, that, <laughs> that's, that's Jason Aaron having a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, what did you think about that series? It was what the age of Khonshu they call yeah, it. Yeah. Age of Khonshu. I, I enjoyed like the first and second part, like it was hitting the ground running, but, um, and it had all the flamboyance of an Avengers title. I get it, but it was yeah, a little bit hit and miss for me. It just seemed like a whole lot of good ideas. Like mm-hmm. let's give him the Phoenix force. Let's make him a spirit of vengeance. You know, this is cool to take this kind of angle. Uh, so I found it a lot of sizzle more than actual steak. I think the the coolest thing in that, that story was how he, was able to manipulate Thor's hammer because he was talking about how Uru was like a moon rock. Moon and so, rock. That was hilarious. I thought that was cool. I mean, if, if we're going to go down that route and technically I thought one of the funniest things for me was him hurling hundreds of moons at Thor. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah like you said, it was, it was very much of a, a flashy, let's tell this cool story where we give Moon Knight all this, yeah, uh, these awesome powers. But yeah, that probably, you know, that hurt his brand a little bit with his Avenger buddies, I would say. Yeah, and it's good. I mean, Jed McKay's picked it up in the current mm-hmm. run as well. Just, you know, just tangentially, I mean, there's a little subplot, spoiler, non-spoiler, with with Tigra there who's uh, turned up uh, and recently admitted that she's been there to keep eyes on him um, under the instruction of Black Panther from the Avengers. Uh, so, yeah, there, there is a bit of, uh, yeah, res- residual kind of age of conshu stuff happening there so yeah and that's been a it's been a pretty good run so far you're enjoying it oh absolutely i think it's a lot of the loonies as well you know like any other comic book fans loonies or midnight fans can be very critical with with runs uh but yeah this one has been ticking off most of the people's boxes so great art and uh, jed gives enough reference uh or respect to the source material that it's very much appreciated all right. And so then uh, most of these powers, of course, from 2022 will then come from that from that book because he hasn't really had okay, he was in um, he was in Devil's Reign. They featured him in that. Yes. Bit. So he's gotten mm-hmm. some powers there. So yep. what we're going to do is I'm going to uh, I'm going to read off some powers and I typically like mm-hmm. to keep their top powers for about 15. And he definitely has yeah. at least 15 powers. He's had 22 wow. distinct power usages this year. Wow. He's gotten an agility this year. We have Artifact down, but he has not gotten an Artifact this year. Would you say Artifact would be a good one to keep for him? Does he use a lot of Artifacts? I think this for this particular run, I don't think so. I can't see much of it. And and think back, you know, just overall, like, you know, like... Oh, I mean, yeah, overall, he, he's overall. definitely had um, Artifacts used. I mean, as, as late as 2014, as, as late as I think the Bemis run as well. So, yeah, it's been, it's been there. Like, didn't he run. have, like... Back in the Avengers, just recently, the yep. he had like the ox and stuff like that. Didn't wasn't he using in the Avengers? Grab, he had like oh. an ox that was like grabbing powers from people. I think that's oh. probably he had some last yes. year for it. Yeah, that's not his typical yeah. um, artifact. I think he was given that specifically yeah. by Konshu. So yeah, right. 
but yeah, no, I mean, it is, I guess you can, you can argue that it's, it's potential that it will be there again. Blade for sure. Yep. Cause I think he can use his uh, little crescents as stabbing stuff. Yep. Blunt, he uses batons every now and then, correct? Uh, yep. But he's, uh, he's used a baseball bat as well. So, yep. <laughs> so yeah. We have two businesses this year, mainly because of his midnight mission. We give that credit as a business. Um, Absolutely. When he people like that. He's gotten a creature this year. I, I'd be okay, I think, leaving that one off of his top powers. He only has one use of it. He doesn't seem Crit- like much of a creature user, I don't think. Creature? As in kind of conjures up or uses the aid of? I'm trying to remember. I want to say maybe using the Midnight Mission. Maybe we counted that as a Oh, actually, yeah, the House of Shadows, for sure. Right. That's a creature. The actual mission itself is, yeah. I think he used the he used the house to trip Waxman up, didn't he? Or were there... No, no, he just he just used some nitrogen to freeze him and then put him. Oh, and no, actually, and he got the house of shadows to put him to put him in a sphere. So yeah, again, I think we could probably leave creature off. You know, I don't think that's a super common one for him. He only has one use of it so far this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but the house is definitely. But yeah, I can see it's not it's not in the forefront. Yeah. Deception. I think he's a pretty deceptive character. He's done it twice so far. This Absolutely. Year. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, he is. I mean, uh, the the latest issue was very it was deception was involved. He got Tigra to to dress up as him. So yep. yeah, I think he's a very yeah. yeah durability for sure. He's he's got yep. four durabilities this year. In snare, you know, just tying people up, trapping them. Uh, he's got uh, two yep. uses. Explosive, just one so far. I would say as far as specific weapon goes, would you say that's probably down on the tier when you compare it to projectiles Absolutely. and stuff? Absolutely. He's more projectiles. He's more sharp objects. I, I don't yeah. see him with, yeah. Uh, how about influence? He's influenced three people this year. I don't know. Well, do you know when like those three? Week 10, week nine, and week three, he got influences. If that means influence. anything to you, I'd have to look up the actual comic. Well, influence, yeah. He, he convinced the House of Shadows uh, to, yeah, to work for him. Yeah. I don't think it's that that common like because he's done a lot of groundwork already mm-hmm. but he certainly does influence people he's got a he's got a new like team mm-hmm. you know with reese and soldier and all that so he'd definitely be influencing them he doesn't have any intellects this year but he's a pretty smart character where we have it down as a <laughs> typical power do you think we should keep that as one of his top powers i, I don't know because yeah the, the again like i see more of the stuff that he does as deception um okay. Rather than intellect, yeah. Yeah, I'm cool taking it out. Not saying he's dumb, but, you know. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> he hasn't done it so far this year, so I think we can drop it from his top power so far. Investigate, I would say for sure. He's a detective. Yep. Melee, definitely a scrapper, of course. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, this is surprising. Personality, I would say, is a top power. And the way we deal with personality is, you know, when there's more than one personality, you know, within a body. As long as we're not oh. scoring that other personality, you know, as long as it's not a separate character, like, yep. and they communicate or one takes over or anything like that, you know, like you have Venom in the symbiote, yeah, be a personality. And of course, you know, Moon Knight with his DID and Hulk, you know, he gets personality. Yes. He's, he does not have any personalities yet so far this year. So it oh. doesn't seem like they're. Oh, that, no, yep. That, yeah. that makes sense because, yeah, we haven't seen, other than I think issue one, we haven't seen any of the other alters uh, right. for, for Moon Knight apart from. Uh, Mark Spector and Moon Knight. Definitely yeah. leaving it because it's it's a big and one. It's one of his big trump cards for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's just the way that the run's going this this uh, yeah. year. It's not. Projectile for sure. You know, yep. he's got three uses so far. 
And in these next two, we only have one use of each. So let me know if you think they should stay rage and sense. I don't think rage. It's okay. um, fine. It's sense? not in there. Yeah. What uh, senses, sense. you know, just any, any heightened use of your main senses, sight, listening, anything like that. I don't remember what his sense was. I'm okay. Taking that out. We have that yeah, as a I'll top power, but he's only done it once so far. This yeah. Year. I'll, yeah. I'll take that out as well. All right. Stealth for sure. I think we should mm -hmm. add that in there. I don't yep. have that as a top power, but he's done it twice this year. Strength, uh, we have a top power for two. Okay. Now this one, we should add suit because we've changed the suit power to count as gliding. Um, I don't think he typically mm -hmm. uses the suit for much else, like durability, if he was to get shot. Yep. And that would count on a second use of it, of durability. But I think mostly he gets it for, for gliding, gliding around. Yeah, I can't say much. Yeah, other than, other than that, yeah. Swing. Do you think he's much of a swing character? <laughs> does he does he swing no i don't think no because he again okay. more more of the gliding i see yeah, he's only done that once so far tech he's yep. only done once vehicle he's only done once this year so i'd be okay not counting those as a top power tech you think but so tech i think so yeah well there's a whole thing that he seems to have lost all his money um so maybe that kind of crimps him on that that. so maybe yeah maybe take that out take it out he's only done it once so far this year yeah weapon for sure he's done it three yep. times and then willpower he only has one use of willpower so far this year so that gives us one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen top powers let's see if we can get it down to 15 which two of these would you take out as a top power we have agility yep. artifact blade blunt business deception Durability, ensnare, influence, investigate, melee, personality, projectile, stealth, strength, suit, or weapon. And we don't have to get rid of any of them if you think those are all prime Moon Knight abilities. I, I think maybe um, what was it ensnare, and there was one in before that as well. Not yeah. in, was it influence? It was. There's the uh, influence. He's done it three times this year. But, yeah, um, influence. No, a bit, uh, like ensnare, and what was the other one? I think it was uh, you said it just be a couple of before that. Durability, deception, business, blunt, yeah. blade, artifact, or agility. Oh yeah, no, I'd, maybe ensnare. If anything, we'll probably we, we can take ensnare out. I think one of those ensnares was him trapping Waxman in yep. the in the ball, which which is like a you know, a thinking outside the box and snare, not yes, like the typical it's... ensnare that we go for. You know. Okay. Oh no, yeah, yeah it, it's. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah technically he did ensnare him. Yes. So we should give him credit. Um, but it's not, you know, like Spider-Man webbing people up yeah. and ensnaring them in webs. So absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. so we can give we can give him 16 top powers. I think that works. Um okay. he's, an, he's an anti-hero, an avenger, a cosmic, a street. Moon Knight is a very uh solid draft pick, I would say. Mm -hmm. If you well, give, if you give yeah. him the chance. And uh, he's going to appear in a lot more comics these yeah. days, at least. Um, so, but What's he got solo, coming up? Well, the solo title, but there's also the anthology, uh, Black, White and Blood. Uh, there's also Miss Marvel and Moon Knight, which he'll appear in. He's okay. also in uh, Ghost Rider, as well as the upcoming Damage Control. Uh, so, okay. yeah, so he'll, he'll be featured, you know, in some capacity. Yeah, that's in not all those. He's got, yeah. um, He's got nine appearances so far this year which is okay. not bad. Mainly it's from his solo title mm -hmm. and then the devil's reign overall that puts him 69 points, which isn't awful. Mm -hmm. uh, but really good to look at that is 
his points for appearance is 7.67. So you figure you take him, you're going to get some good points out of him. You know, yeah. an average seven, more than seven and a half points an issue is, is pretty good. 4.89 powers per appearance, which is also pretty good. So he's got a good variety of power usage, 22, we said. Um, and his 69 points puts him, you know what? That's really good. He is one, two. Okay. He is Marvel's 12th best character this year so far. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And I think with the added appearances and stuff, um, I think he can only go up. But of course, you have to choose wisely um, as to what, how you kind of form him. Yeah. Uh, so, absolutely. you know, Moon Knight, he's beating characters like Storm and, and Shang-Chi and Miss Marvel and Hulk right now so far this year. Oh, so yeah. it's, a, it's a very good year for him <laughs> so far. And it doesn't sound like it's going to end anytime soon. So yeah, that, that will probably do it. I know you're late. You got to yeah. get to bed. Um, no worries. So go ahead, give us a give us a nice closing for you. You know, tell us where we can find you and, yeah. and all that stuff. Absolutely, uh, easiest place is on Twitter. Uh, I check that regularly. Uh, just just check out at Ray Ray Pod R E Y R E Y Pod, and that will take you to I guess my profile with all the shows that I, I currently do. Uh, shows on Moon Knight, Spider Woman, Superman, and Scarlet Spider. Uh, so yeah, Ray Ray Pod, uh, and yeah, if you can check out any of the shows i'll be forever grateful all right well always a pleasure to talk ray it was great yeah. to have you back on the show um hopefully we can do it again at some point in the future everybody give us a follow at fantasy comic league on all the social medias www.fantasycomicleague.com to check out all our our reviews and, and point scorings it was good talking to you ray and uh have a good i guess good evening get some sleep out there thank you have a great day as well thank you so thank much you. bye see ya. bye